Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. We're talking basketball. NBA time and we're on the air. We're ready to clap boards and our crossover's not fair. Uh, throw the ball up in the air. We're giving you the stats also. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Racer. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. We are here once again, the last day of May. Wow. Part four, first time in any sports history, the same two teams are in the NBA Finals again, the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Golden State Warriors. Part four, Ray, I guess we could take a step back real quick before we preview it. Both series went game seven, since seven first time since 1979, right? Bullets against the Spurs in the East and Sonics against the Suns in the West. Do you think that the two losing teams has the potential to maybe be the two teams are in the finals next year? And how impressed were you with the Warriors and obviously LeBron game seven on the road? So it was pretty historic to see that game seven in both leagues. It hadn't done like, hadn't been done, like you said, in, in almost 40 years. I tell you what, if you're Boston, you've got to be ecstatic because you did this without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Crazy. And potentially LeBron could leave the Eastern Conference. So, wow. I mean, you're, you're, you remember I told you Philly was my dark horse. I told you that six months ago that LeBron would go to Philly. Um, but if he leaves the Eastern happen. Conference, <laughs> still could happen. If he leaves the Eastern Conference, then the Boston Celtics got to be jumping for joy. And it's really their conference to have for the foreseeable future. Them in Philly, you would think Milwaukee's not quite at their level. So Boston's got to feel great. Houston, on the other hand, mixed emotions, right? Because you feel great that you took them to a game five, up 3-2, and then without Chris Paul in game six and seven, theoretically you could have won either or both of those games. You didn't, but you could have. So you could think if you're a glasses half full kind of guy, you're like, all right, we're, we're good. We get this team back. We get a little bit better. Uh, but if you think like I do that they actually have to make a bigger change than just bringing Chris Paul back because he's going to be a year older. No, because they're going to be and, older. Exactly. Yeah. So ah, to me, you've got to think that this one slipped through your fingers. You had Golden State on the ropes. If I told you that this 73-win team from a year ago, so two years removed from 73 wins, you had them at your place. First you were up 3-2, but then you had them at your place in game seven, up 11 at the half, you take that deal every day of the week. Which is the largest but, comeback ever in a game seven on the road. The Warriors pulled that off. But it wasn't the shot selection. I mean, you know, I, that but watching that's how that they frustrating. Played. And then and, but, but that almost, it's funny because that's what we remember we said about Mike Krzyzewski, about his Duke teams, right? They could lose in the first round or they could win it all. That live and die by the three 27 straight threes you miss. I mean, Chris Paul may have said, all right, guys, let's, let's go old school and try and get some uncontested twos 
uh, but but really mixed emotions in Houston. I mean, I got to think nothing but positive in Boston, but really mixed emotions in Houston. Well, I think this is definitely the green light for them to already, and it started, recruit hard LeBron James. Because I think even though you might lose Ariza and you're going to have to re-up uh, Capella and, you know, pay Chris Paul a decent amount, if you add LeBron James – you know, in lieu of Ariza, but you still keep uh, Luke Bambute and then P.J. Tucker for defense, I think that team possibly can get over the hump. But like you said, we have all these Philly rumors, and, you know, you got to deal with the mess of Brian Colangelo and did he have five Twitter accounts or not and all that foolishness. But at the end of the day, I, I think LeBron is too mature, knows his dad from the Olympics and might not even care about that if, if he wants to play with Simmons and Embiid. But I think the third factor is the Magic Johnson factor, him and Palenka, because they might be able to get Chris Paul, who was traded there, and the commissioner vetoed that on, on his own personal whim. Maybe Chris Paul leaves and says, I'll play with LeBron and Paul George, or how about this, LeBron and Kawhi, because maybe they trade Lonzo, they're tired of him and the dad and Leangelo with the G League tryout, all that foolishness. They trade Lonzo and Rando and a pick and for Kawhi, and then you have CP, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard. So there, there's a lot after this finals. The draft is June 21st. The NBA uh, award is the 25th. But I got to tell you, James Harden, he wasn't that MVP in game six and game seven, Ray. I was kind of, um, I don't know. You can't keep shooting shots like that. You've got to take it to the hole. I know they play like that, but in the first half, Capella was so involved, and they were penetrating. Eric Gordon was the MVP of the Rockets, besides Chris Paul. Eric Gordon played a great series. You know what I mean? He did, and he had no fear. But you're right. I, I guess you ride with the horse that brought you there. You dance with the girl. That, you know, whatever analogy you use. But it just seems so frustrating to me that you lose 20, you miss 20, 27 three point shots. That's unheard of. I mean, just go to the, like old school, you don't have to go to the basket all the time. Just go to the basket two or three times. Go to the foul line. Just see the ball go in. But anyway, we, we, we need to talk about the winners. We give let's the losers forward. a prop, but let's talk about the winners. Let's talk about four times a lady, four times we have this matchup. First of all, are you excited or are you not excited to see this matchup? Are you tired of it or are you excited? I'm tired of it only because I just don't feel it's a legitimate matchup this time around, almost like it wasn't the first time when he was rolling with Delhi because Love and Kyrie were out. This they time, still won Kyrie... two games, though. No, no. They and that's two games that was, in that first that was, series. Right, and that's what was so impressive about it. But that's before Durant, and now there's no Kyrie. Kevin Love is playing. He's cleared. The advantage that they have, they need to take advantage of Andre Iguodala being out at least game one, possibly game two. This is their shot to try to steal one. I think at the end of the day, you, I'm disappointed in Cleveland in the sense that you needed through the last two series to play Rodney Hood more because he's one of the young guys that can get his own shot, and he's athletic. Yeah, he hasn't been playing well, but you have to nurture and build up that confidence because 
when you're going to need him as against a team with a Clay, with a Curry, with all these scores, because Roddy Hood can give LeBron a break or play with him because he can dribble and get his own shot. So he needs to play. Tristan Thompson needs to start with love. I don't want to see this, you know, letting him start to disappear and worrying about Chloe. Have him focus. You have to be physical. The Rockets showed you, and just like you and I always talk about 80s, 90s basketball, this Warriors team has a problem when you're physical with them, and that's the way to do it. Pelicans showed us that. Maybe it would have been different if they had Boogie Cousins. So to me, Rodney Hood, Thompson and Love, you need a- aggression from George Hill. And I think you don't know, is, is, you know, can J.R. and Corver show up the same game? And if that happens, they can win one and not get swept. Maybe they get lucky and Love, Corver, and J.R. all show up in another game and they can win two. But at the end of the day, Ray, this is a gentleman's sweep. And I think the Golden State Warriors, because of Durant, Clay, Curry, even when they're sloppy turning the ball over, it doesn't matter. It's too much posse. And their posse is getting a little bit older and a little bit weaker. So next year will be open for Sixers, Rockets, Celtics. But it's the Warriors to win it. And I'll say the Warriors will take care of business in five, right? I agree. Just to be different, I'll say the Warriors sweep. I just don't think that Cleveland has enough to beat the Warriors, even one game, especially given what the Warriors just went through. So the Warriors got shook. I mean, they, they, they'll they play calm and they'll play coy, but they almost lost, right? Yeah. Down 11 on the road, that's got to scare you. As calm as you are and as, as cool and collected as Steve Kerr is with his five rings, they almost lost. So I don't think that Cleveland's going to sneak up on them. What Cleveland has to do, like you said, is one of two things. They either have to, and maybe both, which is kind of hard to do because it's a different type of ball, right? But it's hit a lot of threes early in the shot clock, taking advantage of the taking advantage of the mismatches on pick and roll, especially if Golden State tries to play small. And Steph Curry is a below average defender. So that's really the one weakness they have on defense. But can George Hill take advantage of that? Do you think George Hill will show up? He's not the type of player to do that. He couldn't really take advantage of Terry Rozier. And, uh, you know, he's he's an okay defender. Obviously, Marcus Smart's much better. But the other way Cleveland can give him a hard time is kill him on the offensive glass, where Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and LeBron James hit the offensive glass. The problem is that Tristan Thompson – can't really punish you himself. He can hit the glass, but he can't finish, right? So he's going to grab the rebound and then throw it back out. And then you've got a below average finishing team around him trying to hit those threes or trying to hit those open jumpers. So even though Houston killed him on the offensive glass, absolutely killed him, especially when they played that small ball game where Draymond was playing the center. Um, they just crushed him on the offensive glass. P.J. Tucker getting double-digit rebounds. Clint Capella killing him on the glass. But I don't think that Cleveland has the finishers. So even if they so, – so here's the problem. If you try to go up-tempo, you got – you know, if you try to ki- kill the king, you, you better beat him. You better beat – like, you better just crush him because you're playing into Golden State's hands if you pick up the tempo. So you better hit your threes. And then if you try to go and kill him on the offensive glass, 
what will happen inevitably is Golden State will go small and they'll kill you on the other end with the mismatches. So you better rebound. You better force them. You better force them. You better force them to miss their shots. No, definitely. This is one of those series where it's ripe for the Cavaliers to take advantage because of no Iguodala and their bench is its weakest point. David West, Zaza's not even playing anymore. Jordan Bell helps. Um, you know, you see Nick Young, 11th year in the, in the league getting to the NBA Finals has been helping out, shooting threes. But the Cavaliers just don't have enough in the cannon. And I wish that Nance and Clarkson and Hood could really contribute and use their inexperience to not be scared and just play and, and their athleticism. But unfortunately, I just, you know, I just don't know if they can really do it. So I, I agree with you, and I see you going with the sweep. I'm going to say five because in 15 years, in the sweep of Toronto, the war of, uh, with the Pacers, and the road victory with the Celtics, LeBron James is playing with a confidence that is Michael Jordan S in the sense that he's just like, you know what? I think this year he's more ready for Kevin Durant than he was last year. I think LeBron has no fear and he's going to get one game. I don't think it'll be on the road, probably at home, but LeBron is, he might be old, but he's ready. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing I'll say about that is I 100% agree about his abilities and his skills. The only thing is he's played so many minutes. I know. And if there's one thing that Golden State does is they know where you are in, in those 48 minutes. They wear you out, and there's a, a stretch of six to seven minutes where they outscore you like 20 to two. So yeah. as long as you can withstand that, and I just don't think that they have the offensive firepower Cleveland does to, to withstand that. So, look, it, it, it'll be interesting. The one thing I will say about this series, different from any other, is LeBron has zero – there's zero expectations for LeBron. LeBron's going to lose, and unless he really lays an egg, he won't hurt his legacy, right? It, it, he's going to go three and six in finals. But um, he, you know, he. I think getting team. to the finals was just an achievement with this team, right. right? This team has no business being there. Yeah, I mean, and I guess you know, since we both sort of laid down that, the other thing to really address, and you know, I'm sure we can do it once the draft and free agency begins. LeBron is gone. He just said to Rachel Nichols, you know, so. basically yeah. threw that out there, like, hey. I wanted Kyrie to stay. I wanted David Griffin. You know, he's, he's giving the hints of the breakup. And I just think it's going to be so fascinating between the Rockets, Sixers, Lakers, maybe throwing the Knicks. But I, that's going to be the whole offseason. Again, the NBA will be winning, you know, the summer with summer league and free agency because LeBron is the biggest fish. And wherever he goes, that team instantly is in contention for the NBA finals next year. And that's going to be so fascinating. And, and will Kawhi force a trade? I mean, there's so much. So the NBA drama will continue. This should be fun. I hope it's at least five. I hope it's entertaining. The over-unders, what, 214 and a half. I think it'll be probably under tonight. I would say, you know, probably like, I think the Cavs keep it close. Love, maybe it's like 105, 100. But I do think the Warriors, you know, they're, they're, they're just too good. Five games, and you got four, so. 
Not much else to say, I, I think Cleveland can score 100. I just don't see them offensively being able to do that against this team. But we'll see. You know what? We'll be watching. We'll look for the storylines. We'll look to see if there's any indication of, you know, does LeBron have it in him to win one or two games? Uh, but, look, history is being made. Fourth time in a row, two teams meet. That's amazing. Who's That's your finals MVP? We've got to make yeah. that pick. We both got the Warriors. Who's your finals MVP? I think it's going to be Kevin Durant again. I think he's just going to score at will, and he is going to give LeBron all he can handle, and they may statistically be even, but in a 4-0 or 4-1 sweep, it's going to be Durant. I totally agree. I think Curry will have his spurts that are so impressive. The one thing I'll say, I love how people were trying to criticize, oh, Durant disappeared in game five and six in the fourth quarter, still dropping 29, still dropping 26 or 27 the other game. And people weren't really paying attention. Kevin Durant was locking down James Harden a lot in this series defensively. He stuck him really well. Uh, I think, you know, Durant's starting to, he's starting to show guys like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, you saw Kerr talk to him. Don't forget about your teammates. You know, MJ used to get his teammates involved, you know, and he spoke to him and referenced MJ and that's how he sees him. He's their MJ in a way, but it's too much posse. It's, it's going to be fun, but I'll go with Kevin Durant as well. You want to say clay, but, he just won't put up enough shots. But Clay is right. uh, the best third player on a team probably ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guy. look, we got a good game. We'll hope to uh, we'll hope to hope it enjoy. It brings joy to people. We'll uh, yeah. we'll keep an eye on the series. We'll keep an eye getting ready for the NBA draft, and we'll tell people have a great sports week. Have a great NBA finals, and we'll catch you soon. Um, we got to shout out Elijah Dukes. My son is graduating tonight, Ray, from high school. That's Very awesome. proud of Elijah, and just uh, congratulations, son. I know congratulations, he was trying to, Elijah. So he was going to maybe call in, but he's getting ready. You know, he's he's got his you know, and the cap and gown is smooth. It's a little you know, they got a little burgundy number. He had fun at prom. You know, the kids are uh, you know doing it up. William just turned nine on his way to see his brother. So congratulations, Elijah. So. Nice. All right. Have a great sports week. We are out.